The law says you cannot touch. But guess what, ladies? I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house tonight. All right, all right. So don't be afraid to come down to the front row and watch me put on a show here on Bauman's Breakdown. What's up, everybody? This is Mike you Bauman. Actually, you actually stayed up all night thinking that one, didn't you? <laughs> you know what it was? I was watching the... I uh, saw that, too. I, I saw it, so I started laughing. I saw it, too. I was... What was I watching last night? It's I like can't, Entertainment Tonight or one of those shows. Um, That's where I saw it. Well, the movies... I think it's coming out on DVD this week, Magic Mike, obviously, which I don't well, you're go... you're going to be busy this week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't go by Magic Mike, but but this is Mike Bauman for Bauman's Breakdown. Thanks again, everybody, for for checking us out here. Uh, coming at you again from Rossford, Ohio, with my Bosch producer, Mike Jameson. How you doing, Mikey? I'm not your Bosch, man. I'm, well, I, we're, I'm we're your, buddies. We're, we're equals. We're buddies, we're equals. but no, we're not equals because I can't do I can't do any of the stuff that. Yeah, you're but doing. I can't do what you do. So mm, see, we're equal. I guess. I guess. I mean, you did the game, the Genoa uh, Bishop Reedy game. I mean, you guys sat out there and froze your butts off out there, and it was fun, though, man. I liked. It. I mean, my toes were cold, but it was fun. You nailed it, though. I mean, you just. The stuff you talk that's why we hired you, man. We knew right away. Well, thank you. <laughs> you were a zygote, but we knew you were, <laughs> you were going to do what we needed you to do. Well, thank you. And, and of course, Mike, uh, you know, for everybody that's that's been checking out the show, thank you so much. We really appreciate it here at Bauman's Breakdown. Uh, we're over 600 views wow. through the first uh, six weeks. Very which, good. you know, I'll take for, for a nobody that nobody knows, I'll take 100 views a show. That's just like our Toledo Sports Network. Hey, man. Whatever. You know, so if you are listening, uh, thank you very much for checking us out again. And and remember, you can subscribe for free over at iTunes. Just go to iTunes.com, type in Bauman's Breakdown. You'll see all the shows right there for you. You can also go to Bauman'sBreakdown.podbean.com. And by the way, if you want to advertise on the show, uh, Podbean's got a nice little thing set up right now uh, for advertising. So if you you, you can pick regionally, I mean, there's a lot of options for you if you want to advertise on this show. Uh, and it's uh, for for the cost per hit. Um, it's it's actually pretty decent. It's pretty decent. So I realize I'm still a little guy, but hey, everybody starts somewhere, right? So if you're listening to this and maybe you potentially want to advertise, just uh, just go to Podbean, check it out. Go to my show, and uh, you can check it out and check out the options. But I don't want to be a salesman the whole time, Mikey, because that's not what we do. We like to entertain as well, but. Uh, this is going to be episode seven now on wow. Bauman's Breakdown, which is crazy because we started this about halfway through the football season. And as Mike was just talking about, uh, we did Genoa Bishop Reedy last week here in Northwest Ohio. It's football time. And, uh, you know, Ohio is one of the biggest high school football states in the country. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are right there with Texas, Pennsylvania, Florida, and California in terms of just especially here. People eat, live, breathe, and sleep it, whether it's Ohio State, Michigan game, college football, uh, by the way, Toledo just got ranked this, this week. They're man. 23rd in the AP, 25 in the coaches poll, which is huge. It's the first time they've been ranked since 2001. It's, it's always a good day when Toledo Rockets are ranked higher than the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> just saying, just saying. But football is huge here in Ohio, and we do the games over at Toledo Sports Network locally, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We're in playoff time right now, and we've had the opportunity. Uh, at least I've been with you guys now. This is my third football season. Yep. Yeah, we've so, been doing it five years. Yep. So we've had the chance to see Genoa grow from, from a team that was terrible for a long time, and then uh, Mike Vickers and company come in there. Now Tim Spees, and they're on their sixth straight playoff run. Yep. This is my third year to be a part of it. We've gotten to see Kyle Nutter. 
uh, which if you're a football fan, keep an eye on him because I think you're going to be hearing his name at the next level, whether it's Division Two or one. I don't know. I think the kid's got the potential for He's Division One. He's a horse. He's a horse. Uh, but it's it's been so so much fun doing these these games uh, broadcasting, in addition to being able to write for Toledo Free Press and do this podcast and give you guys some interviews. But as a huge fan of sports and music, uh, they often go hand in hand, uh, especially some uplifting rock and roll or some hard rock, which I listen to a lot of that. And guess what? This episode, you're going to hear one of my favorite interviews that I've done in the last six months. Uh, it was just a real personal story. And uh, it was from a guy who's been with a band that has had their fair share of trouble in the music industry. And their new record just came out. Uh, this year and they've been doing a lot of touring hitting a lot of markets including Ohio and Michigan and uh, it's it's been it's been really cool to kind of see these guys have their rebirth and I am talking about one Aaron Gaynor the drummer for 12 Stones and 12 Stones Mike got their start I mean they're practically kids coming out of Mandeville Louisiana in the early 2000s they got inked to wind up records and I don't know if you remember the song. You're a DJ. You'll probably be familiar. Well, from uh, Evanescence called Bring Me to Life. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And the co-vocalist in that song with Amy Lee from Evanescence was Paul McCoy, the vocalist from 12 Stones. Oh, wow. So they came out of the gate swinging. And then they kind of hit some bumps in the road. Some different things happened. Uh, long story short, they ended up leaving Wind Up um, recently within the last uh, couple of years. Um, and, and, uh, it's, it's been kind of a, a bumpy road for them in terms of being able to develop any type of really sustained success in, in the music industry. They've, they've had, uh, uh, you know, a lot of success early and then things got a little rocky. And, uh, in particular with Aaron, you're going to kind of hear in this interview, his perspective from what happened in, in with him and his personal story with the band. And he came back in the fold with these guys recently, and their new album uh, has been doing really well, and they've had sort of a resurgence here the last uh, the last I'd probably say within the last year. They're 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 at a new label now. Uh, it's a fresh start. Like I said, they're hitting a lot of places. And Aaron just had a a phenomenal story. He was an incredibly nice guy. And uh, one thing I love about music is that it's it really is a universal language in that it hits you at a visceral level. But when you get to talk to some of these guys and hear their personal stories and how they got to where they are, uh, it's really cool. And 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 Aaron just had a, a really, really good story, and I had a great conversation with him. And uh, really, this is a pretty inspiring interview. Uh, last week, it was a little bit more on the entertaining side with Chad Nicefield. Uh, he's a funny, goofy guy uh, out of Wilson that I talked to. This week, it's going to be um, not a, it's not, and I'm not saying like serious, like Lifetime movie tearjerker. Uh, but, but it, but it is, but it is a, a very personal story that you're about to hear. And, uh, I'm just so happy to bring it to you. So without further ado, I'm going to shut the heck up. Everybody here is Aaron Gaynor, the drummer for 12 Stones. Well, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's been, uh, quite the, uh, quite the road for, um, for 12 Stones now. Um, what's it, what's it been like yeah. to, to sort of, to sort of come into the fold with these guys? Well, you know, it's come back into the fold with these guys. Um, I was with them from 2002 until 2010 and, uh, left because my wife was diagnosed with thyroid cancer along with, um, you know, a whole lot of other things happening 
you know, there's never just, nothing in life happens in a vacuum. So with all of those um, realities and, and the challenges we were facing as a band and, and the challenges I was facing at home, uh, it was time to step away. What, uh, what, what the band went through while I was away uh, was pretty interesting to see from the outside, but um, for myself to be back, it's, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad it worked out that way. I'm glad that my wife got well, that we got to the point where um, I could, I felt like I could come back and give everything I needed to give to the band and to the career. And uh, it's it's a challenge. Uh, 12 Stones has always been a challenge. It's, it's you know, we're, we're not that band that's had all the radio hits and the platinum records and the huge tours. And uh, which basically for a band it, it translates into not earning a lot. So we've not been able to, you know, kind of get ourselves over that hump and and, uh, and and enjoy that side of the security of the career. But uh, we've always been working our butts off, loving playing, loving meeting and spending time with the fans, loving putting another record out, and uh, loving the fact that we have an opportunity and appreciating the fact that we have an opportunity to give it another try and see what can go on. There's, there's so much to it. Uh, you know, a lot of folks will say all you need is a song. Well, that's true, but you, you do have to have the right people and the right uh, promotion of the song, the right people to promote it, to put you where you need to be and, and you know, put some some muscle behind that song. And uh, that's where we are now. Got some good folks working with us. Got, got a great album. I think it's 14 tracks on this record. I think all those songs are good. And, um well, Aaron, first I just want to say I'm, I'm happy your wife's better, man. Uh, I, I can't even imagine what that's like to, to go through something like that. But um, I think with this band, too, I, I, there's so many of those those types of things that happen in terms of just like you guys have really been, been hit with just about every type of blow from the music industry and, and also personally with different things going on. I mean, what, what's been the, yeah. the, sort of the, at the core of, of keeping it together and, and, and making sure that you guys keep this going? Well, you know, I think, um, well, for myself, it's, and I think, I don't think it's different necessarily for the other guys. I, I can't speak 100% for them, but I do know that for myself, I, you know, I've loved playing that instrument, the drums, since I was 10 years old. That's when I got my first kit, and that's all I ever wanted to do with my life was to play drums and, and, and play drums on this scale. And that opportunity came along and obviously I mentioned a couple of minutes ago about why I stepped away from it and, and why I came back but that's the thing when the opportunity came back my wife and I had those conversations and I thank you for what you said by the way and it is a huge relief we, we understand now what it is she's dealing with and how that's going to affect us so we can we can kind of could open back up she's able to work again I'm able to work again so for, for, for the band I think it's um, you know, here's the thing. I, I think we're writing great music. I think that you can go back to any album and pick a song out and say that's a great song. For some albums, maybe there's many, many more than just one. We believe in what we're doing. We believe in our live show. We believe that we believe in ourselves as a band that is worth the fans' time, <clears throat> attention, and, and money. I guess would be the other way to put it as well. We we put in our effort on stage. We we put in the effort to to make the best sounding record we can. Um, and we believe in it. And I think that's really one of the major things because, as you said, over this decade, uh, just about everything just about everything has happened that could in a negative way, 
really going to put us in front of some new eyes and ears that haven't heard us before, and that falls through to to record label problems, to personal problems, to to um, member changes. You know, we've had so many bass players come through since our original guy Kevin. But you know, we believe in what we're doing, and it's we have a passion for it, and it's it's the thing that we want to do with our lives. And it, and as long as we're, we have another opportunity to, to try again, and and we believe that we'll have fans that will that will show up again and get that record and support us, then I, I believe that we'll be doing this. You know, um, things can change. We're all getting older. I'm going to be 37. You know, the guys are in their 30s, so we have different thought processes and. Uh, maybe different goals than we did 10 years ago but we do all believe that they're reachable through the work that we're doing and we have done and uh, and again you know trying to find like I mentioned there's so many people involved in the process that's an aspect of it as well is having another chance to work with a new record label to work with a new management team um, management team and promotion team and uh, it's uh, it's a long hard road for the majority of people who get into this business some are overnight successes not not many and uh, well, not most. So I, I guess it's our passion and our love for the, the fans and the live side, regardless of how difficult the business side can be. So when you were coming back in, was, was that, uh, you mentioned you kept coming back, um, you know, after 2010, you were kind of coming back into the fray again when, when things were going down with wind-up. What, what was that like to, to come back at that time? What was interesting, the album that we released, actually the EP, even the, easy, the only easy day was yesterday. I had recorded that with the guys. Uh, we'd done some in New York, some in Nashville, and um, it was June of 2010 when I uh, called the guys and you know explained the my wife's diagnosis and what was going on and stepped away. And then I came back in April of this year. So it was about a month, less than a month, maybe after I left, that, that wind up records and 12 stones parted ways. And... You know, it's all of those things are there's there's good and bad and everything. You know, we spent a lot of time with Wind Up Records. We had a long history with them, and um, I, you know, I think that that relationship had run its course for for both parties. And um, well, we know Paul just this past week was a, a, in New York City. Went up for Justin Weimer, a former guitar player, went up to his wedding, and Diana, the former owner of Wind Up, was there, and there's still a relationship there with some of the folks from that record label. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't describe it as a, as a nasty thing or anything like that. You know, four, uh, four records over, what, eight, nine years, almost nine years, I guess, eight years. And uh, it, it was interesting. It was, a, it was a scary thing. I know for the guys to, to not have a record deal and not have a record label, but I do know that uh, over those years with the fans that we had built, the fan base that we had, I know the guys were feeling like, you know, it was just a matter of time before there'd be someone out there who would have the interest and the desire to pick the band up and continue forward. And that's exactly what happened. Um, it's a challenge. It's always a challenge because, like I say, there's so many people who get involved in these processes. And so when that new record deal was signed and the new record was recorded, you know, several things started to happen after that, happening after that that have you know, caused a couple delays and release dates. But, um, been a long couple of years uh you know mikey left the, the drummer that came and took my place when i left and now i'm back and he's moved on to another situation uh Reimer was a little bit older than me justin and he was ready to do more producing and work in the studio which is what he's doing so you know it, it's been really interesting it's uh with all the different things whether it's uh, changing labels you know um doing another record having myself come back 
and step step away. It's there's there's been a lot of change. There's been quite a bit of change, and uh, that's inevitable. And I think this time too, I don't think that those changes were all negative. Um, so for me, it was it was difficult. It was tough to step away after that amount of time and the amount of sacrifices and work that I put into it with the guys. But now that it's now that I can look at it in hindsight. I do think I made the right decision, and I got uh, my wife and I were very lucky that she's feeling good and going to be good enough to work and well enough to work and not out of the woods, so to speak, with the big C. So, well, how how has your your faith helped you uh, through this, Aaron? Because I mean, there, I mean, uh, nobody would would have blamed you if if you decided not to, you know, not to come back or or to take a different path right. with, with what was going on in your personal life, but. Um, how 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 do things like you know just faith and, and and perseverance? I mean, what what inevitably was able to get you through this with with your wife and and with this band? You know, that's a good question. Uh, there was a time of a year plus that I you know the guys and I didn't speak, and um, that's because I you know I was in North Dakota with my wife, which is where we lived for that amount of time to be closer to her family, so that she would have that support group and. We had a lot of conversations. We, you know, we were stuck there, especially for a couple of winters. Couldn't go outside or it would kill you. <laughs> so we, we were stuck together inside, and we, we talked and talked and talked and communicated and communicated and communicated and and, and figured things out as we, we went along. And um, the reason I'm back is because of my wife. She she did a lot of work to reconnect me with the guys. Did a lot of work to um, give the guys some information that they needed to understand things that were going on and. And then once me and the guys, me and Eric and Paul started talking again, you know, inevitably those conversations turned to the band. But as far as myself and that two-year period and, and kind of having faith, I had faith that we'd figure out what it was and that we would then be able to decide and understand what our action would be. Yeah. Initially, it was thyroid cancer. You know, my, my wife's thyroid was, was removed. There's a tumor on her pituitary gland. Part of her liver was removed with her gallbladder. Um, there's another tumor as well. And so these things kind of kept stacking up on top of one another, and, and we're looking at each other really, really worried, not even looking past anything other than figuring out what was wrong with her and getting her better. So that's really what happened. It's just you know, we simplified our worry. We simplified our our priority list. We simplified our lives to the point where we were capable of dealing with what had to be dealt with, which was daily fear at to what at what was wrong with my wife and what was what were the consequences of it going to be. And so once we finally found a doctor who was capable of understanding what it was and diagnosing her correctly and getting her on the right medicines and and uh, changing the things that needed to be changed for her to get better. That's when we started talking about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to pull ourselves up out of the situation that we were in. And as we talked and talked and talked, what we understood was the only thing that's going to do that is our talents and our hard work. And, um, you know, the reason that she and I met and fell in love is because of who she is and who I am and what I did and what she did and, and the kind of people we've become as a result of all of that. So, you know, she was like, you know what, Aaron, you, you need to be playing drums. Uh, you have such a talent. You have this ability to do this. I'm so proud of you and so amazed by what you do. I want you to get back into it if you can. And if you can, I will support you and and, and do what is necessary. So it's it's been faith. It's been patience. It's been humbling it's been difficult but at the same time you know I, I really chose a I chose the right one she's she's smart she's got a great brain and a great personality and uh 
she's not trying to change change me and control me, and I'm not trying to change her and control her. We're just trying to find a way to enjoy our lives together. So we we stuck we stuck by each other. We stuck by our guns. We stuck by our decisions. We forced ourselves to have the patience that was necessary to figure it out. And then after that, you know, we've kind of just started putting one foot in front of the other and taking it a day at a time and a step at a time. And um, and it's worked out. I mean, the challenges aren't over. You know, we've got a, a new album to release now, and I've got to be on tour and be away. And there's um, the process of getting moved out of North Dakota and her new job in Atlanta and our desire to relocate to Atlanta and figuring out how to make that happen. And, uh, and you know, the normal everything, normal everyday parts of just being alive and being able to, uh, being able to count on her like I, like I can, it makes a huge difference. Um, being part of a team and part of a um, a duo that's equal uh, and a team that is that really works together with me and my wife I, I feel like that's made a huge difference with allowing us to recover from what we've been through for the past couple of years how rejuvenated do you feel um, at this point in in your life and your career with with um, not only with what's going on in your personal life but with Twelve Stones? Because in the beginning, for for Twelve Stones, things really started to to, to move really quickly. I mean, um, with from from two thousand two with that relationship with Wind Up, and then you know moving forward with the band i mean you guys things started to develop quickly and then there was a bunch of road bumps along the way but after going through all this and now and now releasing beneath the scars like you said which is a really a massive record i mean 14 songs uh you know cap and jimmy swan johnny k skid mills were all involved on this um i mean how how rejuvenated do you feel at this point when, you know, when I was talking to the guys at the beginning of this year coming back and, uh, um, you know, finding out about the record and, and the details that were behind it, I felt really good. And then I got to hear the record. And like you said, that's a perfect word for it. It is massive. To uh, get 14 tracks put on a record is excellent. It's, it's the exact kind of thing I would have wanted to take place with Potter's Field or with Anthem. We had those, that number of songs. You know, we always went in with 15 to 20, sometimes more songs. And we always wanted to give the fans as much as we could. That was one thing I really appreciated about this is that there's a ton of songs. It's an album that keeps giving, you know, for us to ask a fan to buy a record. We're not just giving them two singles that the label really liked and a bunch of throwaways or B-sides, which is which happens with so many bands. I really feel the opposite. It's uh, a great record. Um, it's different as well in the sense that, you know, the production efforts on it are a little bigger where you know the drum loops the strings the stuff that we kind of um we flirted with a little bit on anthem and maybe even a touch on uh, when uh, only easy day was yesterday but on this album we kind of allowed those aspects of the songs to really be explored and filled out so you know kind of kind of expanded our boundaries a bit um really got to get a bunch of songs on there and we get to kind of you know it is a new beginning and it's the way that I spoke with the guys I was like you know stepping away for, from this for two years makes you want to do everything different if you get a chance to do it again when you're when you're back you want to you want to do whatever work you need to you want to shake the hands meet the people um, do the shows have the meetings and the experiences and you, and you want to try to maximize each one of those because you know that if it's gone and if you if it goes away again you already know how much you're going to miss it and uh, I'm excited you know we're, we've all got me and Paul and Eric each have kids they're getting older um, each of us are married 
each of us have a normal life outside of music, but each of us, you know, more and more understanding, understanding that separation between what we're doing in our careers and what we have going on at home, understanding the separation and also understanding just how closely those things are separated. It's so challenging to be gone um, and miss important things. One of my son's birthday parties, or Paul missing his sister's wedding or graduation and uh, different things like that. It's very, very difficult. You, you miss out on a lot of time, a lot of experiences with the people that you love and you hold close. But at the same time, you get to go and do something that not very many people get to do. So you have a you have a an opportunity really to see and observe, you know, the give and take, the good, the bad, the the balance of having some kind of successful career and also having successful relationships and the family situation at home. Um, we're all excited. I think that the main thing that we're looking at is we're excited to put this record out. We really hope that this will stabilize us. None of us want to be Chad Kroger. None of us want to be Nickelback. We just want to be. 12 Stones for 12 Stones fans putting out 12 Stones records doing 12 Stones tours and being 12 Stones you know and and that's where our heads are right now is nobody's talking about oh let's get a platinum record we're all just talking about let's connect with our fans let's sell the records let's keep the label happy let's keep our fans happy and let's have a career here that spans even more maybe another 10 years and uh, it's a good time to be here uh, like I say we've got some good folks working with the band now and really putting some good things together and uh starting over process is starting to get some lights. Yeah, and you mentioned not having any, um, you know, any sort of filler songs in this record and, and you know, listening to, to some of it, I mean, you've got everything from songs like Bulletproof and Infected, which just punch in the gut to stuff like Blind and That yeah. Changes Everything, which are, which you mentioned are sort of more stringy and I even read sort of the, uh, the backstory to to I'm with you, which which was about somebody who who uh, committed suicide. I mean, there's a lot of. Is this like the most personal record that you've been a part of? You know, I would say probably overall uh, because of the, because of all of those songs that you mentioned. Is there's there's more than one um, for you know in each situation and each kind of. Well, you you name the songs that changes everything. And Paul writing that one having the lyrics and the original ideas come from that when he spent a short time in Norman, Oklahoma there, living there with his wife and uh, just the challenges of being a young man in a, in a marriage with a career <laughs> I think is what uh, kind of spawned that kind of thing and, and the suicide song you know um, and you, we had done we had had a similar thing take place on um, Potter's Field with the song Photograph um, it was someone else that was acquainted with the band that had killed themselves and that's what that song was about as well I, I, I think the sheer number of songs the, the different the different topics the different sounds like you said there are those songs that are that are going to punch you in the gut and then there's the ones that are the, kind of the sing-along feel-goods and then there's the the darker thought process evoking ones and and what's in between and that's that's a good thing it, you know it makes it hopefully makes someone that buys the record I hope that what they'll feel at the end is like wow there's you know I didn't just buy Bulletproof and Infected and Worlds Collide but I, that I heard on the radio I got so much more here as well and I hope to hear more on the radio so that's that's what we're hoping for and I, and as I say you know I hope that if we get another opportunity I hope we can do it again I hope we can go write a bunch of 12 Stone songs and get as many of them on the record as they'll allow us and really get a lot of content meet to the fans how has executive um, played a role in that um, now that you've been back I mean it, it's, it sounds like they're really letting you guys creatively go for it 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, that's one of the things, too, for 12 Stones coming into the relationship with EMG, having already had a relationship with another record label and already having releases and, and a history under our belt, is they were able to see who 12 Stones was and what we had done and the kind of fan base that we had and, and um, what was possible or what was potential with the band. And so, you know, to have them come on board and have that desire as well to be excited about what the band can do and, and how to make it happen, it, it, it's really a big deal, you know. Um, it's it's really unfortunate that that there are bands in the business that have poor relationships or, or you know, I don't know what the word would be, I'll stick with that, but have poor relationships with their record labels. It's unfortunate because at the end of the day, we're all just playing music, you know, we're not launching rockets or saving lives. Um, we're, we're writing music and, and what we want is for people to hopefully connect with our music and purchase it and, and support what we're doing so we can continue to. And to have Jimmy and Jacob from ENG, you know, come in and, and decide that they wanted to be those guys, um, it's great. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. They're, they're, each label's different. Sometimes they're bigger, sometimes they're smaller, sometimes they're they're really focused and active in, in certain areas and other times it's different areas, you know. Everyone's different and uh, this one being more of an indie and having a smaller record label I think is, is, is a benefit as well in our situation. We've already got a fan base and uh, and also in that situation things are less expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Large record labels have many employees to pay and it ends up those costs are transferred to the, to the bands and to the fans and in this situation that What's it like as a drummer? You know, you know, you mentioned you listened to the record. Um, what was it like to, to come back and sort of, uh, you know, to learn these different songs and, and, and be on a record where there is a lot of diversity? Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of nice. Uh, you know, my favorite thing about playing is the live experience, is getting on stage and doing our live show. I, I love the studio as well. I really enjoyed um, those experiences that I had with the band in the past. And, for this one, there were actually, there's some songs that I'd worked on demoing and, and doing the initial writing on to Memphis before, um, well, even before Anthem came out with a couple of them and then after as well. Um, songs like For the Night, um, that changes everything. Um, I guess the song's called Psycho Now. That one was in a different form and a different name back then. So for some of them, I was familiar Um it just had to learn what it, what the finalizing structures had been and and little nuances. Um, but others, you know, like Infected and Bulletproof, we hadn't had, those were brand new. I hadn't been there for any of that. And uh, so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And what's, what's also true is coming in and, you know, Mikey spending the time with the band that he did while I was gone. Um, you know, I get to come in now and, and put my take on what we did. And uh, heard what Twelve Stones did while I was gone, and I get to come in and kind of adjust it and bring it back to what I would do, and that's been a lot of fun as well. And Aaron, thanks again so much. Well, I'll ask you one more thing before I let you go. Um, I really appreciate the time, but but what what course, what, yeah. what has it been like to to get uh, this new material out to people with with this tour and uh, to come to places like uh, like Toledo where you guys are going to be at headliners? Um, you know what what's it like after everything you've been through just to have a record that that you're proud of? I mean, I got to imagine after all of that struggle and strife for you guys to be at this point now where you have a record that you're proud of and you have a label that you. 
believe in. It, it's it maybe it, it, it doesn't seem like it, it was. I don't know if it's worth it to to go through the struggle, but ideally, it seems like this is definitely the position that you'd want to be in after going everything that you guys went through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing is um, there, there. There's plenty of things that have taken place over the time that could have, you know, finished the band off, could have killed us, and for us to have another opportunity, <clears throat> it's a blessing. It's an, it is it is a blessing. It's an opportunity. It's uh, it's motivating. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I'm going to be 37 in July. Actually, with the day we're in Toledo is my brother's birthday. <laughs> so. That's actually the reason uh, when Paul and I were like, well, shoot, these are the last we each have to do one. I said, well, I'll take the one where we're playing on our brother's birthday. <laughs> my brother's birthday. So, yeah, it's two days before mine. He's the 12th on the 14th. And it's his age with my son and my wife and, and my stepson and the responsibilities. It's the same for all of us in the band, looking at our kids, seeing them growing up, understanding where we're at in our lives. We're motivated to push this over the top, get it over the hump. Um, because the experiences we have right now when we're out are meeting people and they say, man, I came from, uh, just finished college last year and blah, 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 got moved, getting settled in. I heard you guys were playing. I came to a show. I've been listening to you guys since I was in grade school or junior high. And all of us, it always blows my mind that, you know, there are, there are so many people that have stuck with us for so long and, and have been so devoted, uh, there, you know, there's too many songs. We can't play every song all the fans want to hear every night. People get upset. You didn't play the way I feel, or if we play the way I feel, you guys didn't do Fade Away, or why didn't you do Shadows, or Guys Photograph, it's my favorite. And so we experience this reinvigoration every night from these people who come up that have spent their lives with us. You know, the, the majority of their formative years have been spent with 12 Stones uh, and music and what we've been doing. And for me, it's it's awesome. It gives me cold chills. It makes me want to keep doing it. I love talking to fans. I've always been that guy who, you know, I'll go out before the show and walk around the crowd. And if someone says, dude, Aaron, 12 Stones, right? I'm like, yep, we'll talk. Take some pictures and hang out. Um, uh, everywhere, from the festivals to the arena shows to the club shows, regardless of where and what we're doing. Being accessible and, and doing signings, going to the to merch booth after the show, it, we get so much from our fans. We get so much from the people who have given so much of their time and their lives to us. And for me, it makes me want to give back. And uh, I know the guys still want to give back as well. Here we are, been doing it this long. <laughs> the joke is, well, you know, if, if we can't do it again after this, or, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> Paul was 19 when he signed the deal, and Eric was 20, and you know, I came out of radio, so I guess I could go back to radio. But uh, we all pretty much have to keep doing this as hard as we can. Otherwise, we're going to be in, in pretty strange territory. And uh, we value our fans and the connections that we've made so much. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to keep keep going, keep trying, and keep releasing songs and keep going on tour and, and, uh, and just be able to live, make a living, have a career with our fans and with our music. Well, Aaron, thanks again so much, man, for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it, and I really do mean that. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that things are, are, are better with your wife. I, I actually lost my grandpa in September, who I was extremely close with, and it was kind of hard the last couple of years watching him battle just aphasia and early onset of Alzheimer's and stuff. So um, wow, it's, yeah. it's, it's great to hear that, uh, that you guys are, were able to at least make it through that and are in a better place, man. So genuinely happy for you guys for sure. 
thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I, I thank you for the time. To me, I'm, I really appreciate that there are still some folks out there that, that want to do an interview and want to talk to us and find out what's going on and answer some questions. I'm thankful and appreciate it very much. And anytime, anything you need, um, I know you got in touch with, with us here through Ryan Feldman, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm in touch with him on a daily basis by email or whatever. And if, if you need something else, just let us know, and then one of us will get on the phone with you and we'll take care of it. I appreciate it very much, man. Thank you. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Once again, that was Aaron Gaynor, the drummer for 12 Stones. And uh, I know I say it all the time. Like one of my uh, words is super nice, or one of my couple of words that I always use, he was a super nice guy. Uh, but Aaron Gaynor was uh, a really, really cordial person. There you go. There's cordial. Yeah, there's cordial's a, a good There's word. a journalist word for you. Um, but he was he was really cool, man. And uh, that interview uh, was from the summer. Um when when they came through Toledo, when they were really starting to get the ball rolling with beneath their beneath the scars, uh, their their first record since two thousand seven, and their first with uh, Executive Music Group leading the way after they broke away from Wind Up. It's been about a little over two years now that it, that they broke away from Wind Up, but uh, they got Skid Mills to produce it. You know, Saving Able, Saliva, Skillet. Uh, it's fourteen tracks. It's it's got a little bit of everything on there, and like I said, they've been really hitting the ground running. They've toured a lot of places with this. They've actually been to Toledo twice um, from the time that I did that interview to now. They've they've hit this market twice. Uh, so wow. I'm just I'm really happy when I see guys like Aaron who went through what he went through with his wife uh, and and what she was battling. Uh, to come back into the fray and still have music, which is such a huge part of his life. It's just, it's just, it's a cool story. It's sure. a really cool story, and and that's why I like bringing this stuff to you guys because you know it just goes to show you that no matter what you do in life, you know we're we're all unified as human beings by struggle, and everybody goes through stuff. It doesn't matter if if you're living in Toledo, Ohio, you know doing a show in Rossford every Monday morning called Bombers Breakdown, <laughs> or if you're Aaron Gainer and you're you're part of a national touring band and you went through some stuff. Or if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, like everybody has stress and strife and struggle. But, you know, if, if you have faith and a little bit of luck too, but if you have faith and you do things the right way and you work hard, I do think that eventually things pan out. Some people's eventuallys is sooner than others. Some people's peaks are sooner than others. But uh, it's, it's nice to see a, a good guy like Aaron Gaynor uh, get back on his feet again with 12 Stones. And for them as a band to have this record under EMG with Beneath the Scars, uh, like I said, their first one since Anthem for the Underdog, uh, and th- be able to tour the way that they're touring and have the support that they have, not only from their fans, but from EMG. Uh, it's really cool, man. It's really cool, and I'm happy that Aaron Gaynor is continuing to drum because he's a phenomenal drummer, and he's been playing drums pretty much his whole life. And for him to be able to come back and do this after what he went through, it's it's really, really cool. It's really cool. So remember, you can check out 12 Stones at 12stones.com. You can also go to facebook.com slash 12 Stones. They're going to be on tour through December 22nd, uh, right before Christmas. Christmas, if you're a little kid and you call it Christmas and you can't enunciate. Uh, but they will be on tour through December 22nd. So wherever you're listening from, you can go to facebook.com slash 12 stones or go to their website, check out the tour dates, see if they're coming in a town near you. Likely that they are. I know that they're going to be here in the Midwest, uh, a couple of places in Michigan. They're going to be in Ohio again within the next couple of months. 
Uh, so if you're from the local area, um, I think you can check them out in like Warren, Battle Creek, places that aren't too, too far away if you're a huge fan. Uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, really cool to do this one for episode seven. I, uh, I'm really happy to, uh, to be in the seventh week of doing this with Mike. Yay. We've had some fun and uh, this is really my favorite time of the year too. I mean, because we got basketballs back yeah. into the fray. Uh, Get a week off, Thanksgiving week off. Yeah, yeah, we'll be off. State Michigan game. We'll 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 be able to see the uh, the border battle, and then uh, we'll be getting into some high school basketball broadcasting locally, and then uh, not only that, but college basketball oh, is I back. Know. That starts up uh, this week. I uh, know. It's I, it's crazy. I can't believe how fast 2012 is gone. But basketball's back. I'm bummed out that hockey's not back. Damn it! They canceled the Winter Classic. I know. I mean, how are you going to leave that much money on the table? You, uh, had you know two, what? NBA's on its way next year. So. Ugh! You had two original six teams playing at the Big House. Yep. I mean, how the NHL left that much money on the table? When millionaires fight billionaires for pennies, folks. Yep. Bad things happen. But anyway, it's it's a phenomenal time of the year. I love it. I love the holidays. I love Christmas. And uh, I plan on continuing to give you guys new episodes every Friday. If, if you're unfamiliar with the schedule here at Bauman's Breakdown, that's how we roll. We give you one new episode every Friday. Depending on how things go, who knows what will happen in the future. But right now we're taking it week by week, and we're in week seven. And more than 600 of you have visited my channel and have uh, checked out the show on some level. So thank you very much once again. Bombsbreakdown.podbean.com. Go to iTunes.com slash Breakdown. And I encourage you, if you like the show, please subscribe because that way iTunes can track my listeners and it's beneficial for everybody involved. You can always have my show whenever you plug in your iPod or your iPhone. It'll immediately download the newest episodes. So you never have to worry about missing anything. You don't have to worry about manually doing it. And like I said, that way we know how many people are listening. And that's always a good thing in, in trying to build an audience. So thank you very much. I plan on giving you guys a lot more stuff. I have some some cool stuff coming up here locally that uh, I'm excited to give to you guys if it all works out. There's going to be some, some much much uh, more cool interviews on the way. But uh, thank you, Aaron Gaynor. I want to give them a shout-out, I, I and him personally a shout-out. I really appreciated the time, man. I'm so happy for you. I'm glad things are going well again with your wife and with 12 Stones. I really appreciated the interview. And, uh, you know, 12 Stones, baby. Check them out. Beneath the Scars, new record. Once again, check them out on tour if you get the chance. They're a great live band. So with that being said, everybody, we're going to wrap things up here. On this Monday morning, well, it's going to be a Friday when you're listening to it. So enjoy your weekend. Be safe. There's going to be some good college football on if you're a college football fan. And if not, you can always go to the store and and rent one of your Lifetime movies if you're into that type of stuff and and the tearjerker crap. I'm not really into it. Yes, you are. But if you're into it, rent it. Or you can rent Magic Mind with Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) That's a tearjerker. See all the lawbreakers up in this house tonight. Uh, he actually lost a lot of weight, though, didn't he? Yeah, for, for his new role. his new role. Yeah, AIDS he, victim or something. He really slimmed down, man. He really slimmed down. But anyway, have a good weekend. Thank you again for listening to the show. And remember to check us out at ToledoFreePress.com. You can go there, search my name, Mike Baum, and you can find my handiwork as a writer. You can also go to ToledoSportsNetwork.com if you absolutely need to put a face to this voice that you hear every week and see some of my broadcasting work. Uh, and see the work that we do at Toledo Sports Network. And I'm also on Twitter at mbauman5. 
And with that being said, I will stop plugging things like a crazy Bible salesman and say thank you again. And remember, keep the faith and be kind to one another, everybody. Peace.